was only that it made your parents emotional. And uh, on September 11th, I became my parents. You know, I, I think you can over-analogize Pearl Harbor and September 11th, but there's something they have in common. Both events were terrible jolts to our sense of security and the sense, and they were also the sense that nothing will ever be the same. We have entered a new era. And that new era, in addition to making us feel vulnerable, makes us feel more part of the world. I mean, there were a lot of counter-trends this year, 2001, which, which made it seem that we were becoming less part of the world. Paradoxically, the events of September 11th could actually accelerate global integration. So with every crisis, there's opportunity, and this one is the same. And uh, Pearl Harbor offered an opportunity to my parents' generation. It offered the opportunity to get into a war which called for America's involvement, which required America's involvement. And we had been uh, hesitating. But the hesitation was over after that. Similarly, our hesitation about joining the world and becoming one nation among many is over. We've joined. We were called. And we have no choice now but to be uh, a real player in, in every aspect of world affairs, not retreat to the sidelines. Well, certainly we have been a player in world affairs in many respects. Yes, yeah, we've been a player. But we were showing signs of disengaging. We were getting out of one treaty after another. And we were uh, thinking that these alliances were more of a burden than they were a benefit. On September 11th, that all changed. We immediately began forming alliances. You can't fight something like terrorism by yourself if you don't have the world with you to a very great extent to like 90, 95%, a war on terrorism is hopeless. I mean, imagine just hypothetically that one of the major powers on Earth took the opposite view about terrorism than, uh, than they do. I'm thinking of Russia, China, of Europe, of course, uh, even many of the second-tier nations in terms of economic and military power. They virtually all lined up and at least uh, expressed the idea that they're against it and they're going to help fight it. Well, it's interesting, right after September 11th, within 24 hours, all of the major Arab nations, Islamic nations, also said they were against terrorism. Yes. And it was like a window of opportunity opened there. Mm -hmm. Did you, did you, yeah. What do you see there? I, I agree. They, they, it's not fashionable to be for terrorism. I mean, no one's apt to come out and say, yeah, I'm for it. But they might continue to act to support it. And they might give us no assistance in combating it. Whereas, in fact, what's happened is a very high percentage of the world's population is represented by governments that are going to help combat terrorism. That will make it very hard for terrorists to, uh, to survive and, and to function uh, effectively, if that is indeed true, if those alliances can be preserved. 
What about the, you know, I think of the 1972 Olympics. Yeah. When we had that horrendous, horrific terrorist action. Right. At the Olympics. And then what the German nation did, basically they declared the terrorists criminals. Mm-hmm. And they proceeded on the track that these were international criminals. Mm-hmm. Eventually they were brought to justice through that process. Mm-hmm. Now, Germany didn't declare, didn't declare war. No. At that Well, point. the truth is Mossad hunted down the terrorists who killed 11 of their athletes and assassinated them. They weren't, maybe a few were brought to justice, but most of them were simply assassinated. Yes. It's really tough to bring terrorists to justice because they, they don't, of course, play by any of the rules. And it would be extremely tough to bring the terrorists involved in September 11th to court. Extremely tough. It would be wonderful if it were possible to do a kind of a The Hague.